Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. Oh, man. I'm here, man. I'm here. <laughs> Your enthusiasm is noted. I'm broke, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I need to I need to find some cash. The theme of this, uh, well, we're going to try to help. Can I'm I borrow the money gun? I need to. You I need cannot to... fire the money gun unless you win mixtape. All right. I need some money, though. I know you do. We all do. Um, someone here today who is an actual a startup hustle alumnist Ooh. and return guest. So Does she have any money we can borrow? We're going to find out. Let's <laughs> introduce Rachel Qualls, the CEO and founder of Venture 360. Welcome back. Hi, guys. It's so good to be back. I'm, uh, I so missed you guys. I, we missed you, Rachel, and we're happy that we have a much more professional setup now than the first time <laughs> you came when we were uh, like a microphone on a stand and we all sat around it. Like, yeah, we didn't, have a we didn't have a money gun before either. We didn't have a money no, gun. Or a selfie stick. Or an awesome cameras. sign, cameras, people that like do the work. We are big time now. We're super legit. We yeah. didn't even have an Instagram page, which is at Startup Hustle Podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, and we didn't. We didn't have the ability to cleverly drop little promo lines. Don't don't tell anybody, but we're still two dudes that don't know what we're doing. Totally. Oh no, and, honey, I think they know. Yeah, oh, and okay. with that, <laughs> and with that, together we own a company called Full Scale. <laughs> we'll help you build your software after you raise capital, Let's which is the topic today. Oh my God, I'm hoping this isn't like a five hour episode. It probably could be. Well, Rachel, you know a couple things about this and you have a, a, a product platform business startup, all of that stuff that helps people with that. So man, where do we start? Right. Raising capital, I think is the worst thing ever. Yeah. I really do. I mean, right up next. <sighs> exactly. God, I'm going to have to be the like, I'll be the bright, happy guys. It's going to oh be okay. My God. It's going to be okay. Cause money I'm grows on trees. All startups get funded and quickly. It's not hard. No okay, money's made am, out of cotton. I am lying. Or Bitcoin. No, neither. Oh. Let's not even, God, we're really going to talk about shitty money situations. <laughs> At least Bitcoin's coming back. You were here we, in your first episode. We actually talked about that. You you guys were two people that had discover, rediscovered like half a Bitcoin. You're like, I'm rich. Yeah. And then you weren't. I should have sold it then and ran. Okay. Back to Anyways. the topic, kids. Let's line up here. Let's. This is serious stuff. So obviously with raising capital, how, where, why, and who? I mean, where do we start? Yes. Yes, you need it. Well, I, I think um, it depends on if you have a brand new business and you're looking for like seed stage funding. Um, at full scale, we deal a lot with companies that are going through startup accelerators, right? Yeah. So they might get 50 grand or 20 grand or 100 grand. Correct. So there's a lot of accelerators. That's a great way to, you know, if you've got a brand new business, you're trying to get off the ground, you need some help, need some mentors, need some cash. It's one way to raise a little bit of money. Okay. Right. So, I mean, and now, with, now, Rachel, your business helps people keep track of that. Yeah. So Venture360, um, we have two products, one for venture capital funds. So we help them manage um, everyone they're taking money from. So they're investors and then everyone they're investing into. One of our products we have for companies helps them organize the capital raising process. So something that people may not be thinking about when it comes to raising capital is that your own customers probably make the best investors for your company. 
Um, and one way to kind of soft market, if you will, to customers is on your website. Um, and so we have a link that you can put on your website behind an invest button where people can link, um, can click to indicate they're interested in investing. And then you can kind of take and manage the relationship. That's a good point. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's something that everyone should look at. I mean, the people that believe in your product and believe in your business are, well, it's a little easier to get them to believe in you. Right. And when it comes to... Should we, should we put an invest button on the podcast? Yes. We could get paid. Yes. We could get paid. This Dude. is like the world's worst business, by the way. <laughs> we generate no revenue. Well, let's talk about that because like we generate, we're pre-revenue. We're pre-revenue. <laughs> oh, but we're worth, we're worth billions though. You guys are cute. Well, <laughs> until, until we start, until we start making money, because as soon as we make money, then we're worth like five to 10 times that amount of money. So but that, that brings up. Like, I like your math. Yeah. I like where yeah, you're yeah, at with that. Right. Cause the world is ours. Right now we're worth 10 times zero, which is infinity. Damn. Yeah. I look so good on paper. Yeah. I know. Oh. And so does this podcast along with our faces, which were clearly made for radio. <laughs> so let's talk about that. That's a big part of raising capital is if you're going to do it, you have to have, what are you asking for? You know, like what, why, like, what do you, what do you need it for? What are you asking for? I think that these are common things that people don't really figure out before they go try to raise it. Well, I think that we have to, the reason that it's so hard to raise capital is there aren't very many investors. There's yeah. so few people participating in, especially earlier stages of private equity because, mm-hmm. and then that, that begs other questions. Well, why don't we have more people investing in private equity? And it's not just a risk profile. So really smart business people know how to mitigate risk and make smart investments. It really comes down to what we believe at Venture360 is um, the biggest inhibiting factor, which is lack of liquidity. So if you think about our society where I can click a button and have something, any product from anywhere all over the world on my doorstep the next day, but startups want me to invest in their company in an average holding period of 10 years. Um, So it's just not that attractive of an investment. And most of them all fail and they never produce any income in that 10 years. Well, I don't know that that's true. I don't know that most companies investing in 99% of startups. (laughs) So I don't know that most companies fail. Maybe it's, maybe it's a lack of adequate capitalization at subsequent stages. Like I think there are other factors too. Maybe I've invested in all the wrong things. As we stop for the selfie stick, check it out on Instagram. Man, sometimes, you know, I'm going to take a backup because some of, I've been saying I'm going to post all these selfie stick pictures. There we go. Smile, kids. At Startup Hustle Podcast. But yeah, sometimes they don't come out so great. Much like many people's ability to raise capital doesn't turn out that great. Um, so, you know, when you're going to raise money, there's a few things like what, are, what, what, why do I want to give you money? You need to answer that question on behalf of those that you're asking before you ask, right? right. How much do you want? How what are you going to do with it? Right. How do I get it back? Yep. Right. And you need a very, very clear path to it's do very those visible, very visible, very easy to like, those are all very tangible things. You know, why do I, and what, you know, what do I get? What's it? I, I tell people all the time, other than the startup hustle, the world's most listened to radio station is WIIFM. What's in it for me? <laughs> I thought it was the Vatican City Radio. I was no. just in Rome and they yes. legit told me, yeah. we are the most listened to radio station in the world. We actually bumped the Pope and yeah, to did. bring you in. Well, I know. Yeah. I mean, You're I feel like important. you should know who I think I am. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> it's right but, up there. But no, that what's in it for me is, is you know, look, you have to speak the language of the people that you're trying to, that you haven't asked from. And, you know, that's something you should define. I mean, do you agree, Matt? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what do I get out of it? You're still depressed about feeling broke, aren't you? Yeah, man. It's a life of an 
entrepreneur. Don't so, believe him, y'all. But do believe it. Like, but for real, do Dude. believe it. Because I'm not going to sugarcoat this shit. Getting investors is hard. It's more than a full time oh, yeah. job. Really fucking hard. There you go. You ask if this, if we could have adult use adult words. Raising money is fucking hard. It's easier to find customers. I did. It I is. may have asked the mats if I had to, you know. Yeah, censor my language. But my no, like we look. The whole purpose of this podcast and this show, our mission statement is to not sugarcoat it. It's hard, people, and it sucks. It's like a full time job. I think the second episode of this whole entire series is titled "Raising Money Sucks." We don't. We do censor it. We don't allow like talk about like rainbows and clouds and unicorns. Not allowed. Unless not it's allowed. a unicorn company, mm-hmm. and you've already farmed it, because I don't want to hear about it until you have. Yeah. But so, all right. So we're talking about some of the how. Now we you. I think we're maybe one step ahead of what most people find first, uh, the friends and family angel. So if you're going to raise capital, I mean, you got to look, you've talked about with your customers, with your clients, people like that, but probably the most common form of funding for anybody is just you like- you remember what that someone. stat is? It's a staggering percentage. It's huge. Of the percentage of all money raised comes from friends and family. Yeah. So if you don't have like a rich Uncle Tom, it's tough. Yeah, it's and really tough. At the same time, I also want to caution you to be careful because your dream is not necessarily someone else's. And yeah. If you're not positive, it's going to go. You be careful with their money. You can really kind of mess up. I, I'm not a big friend. I'm not a big. No. Fam- I'm not a big family. Mm-hmm. I don't ask my family for stuff. I ask my friends the, for stuff, maybe, but and you know, I don't really have any friends either. One so. of the biggest problems I see with software companies is you have somebody who has an idea, like the Winklevosses. But they don't have the technical talent to build the software. So they got to go find the Zuckerberg, right? And they can either go find the Zuckerberg or they've got to find um, somebody who can build the software for them, which could be full scale. Or it could be some somebody else, right? And potentially what happens is they end up spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on contractors and consultants and all this stuff to build software. So they have to go raise all this money. Well, a lot of times they're a lot better off if they go find a co-founder Yeah, who can go find the Zuckerberg, go find that guy. I guess the resources are capital in that regard. You're yeah. just talking about finding someone else. But you're better, off, you're better off to give up a little equity in the company instead of taking your Uncle Tom's money yeah. to go hire some consultant that you're so, going to get. So that's, a, that's a question I get a lot is how much? So yeah. yeah. I don't think you should ever give equity away. I think equity should always be, be earned. earned. Sure, right. yeah. yeah. And so, key sure. that, like, let's highlight that again. Equity should be earned. And I give that yeah. advice. I'm like, don't ever just give someone a third of your company. Well, did, you want to vest that and, in or do something. So, Rachel, do you have experience with that? Do you have found co-founders on your team that you've Absolutely. given equity for? And everybody earned it. And they earned it. They did. So there's one thing to say when they start, look, you're going to get, let's say it's a co-founder and they get a substantial portion, 20, even 30% of your company. You can give it to them up front on the premise that everything's going to work out. And then you build in ways, say, look, if you don't get this done, if you don't get that done. Make them vest it. Yeah. It's vested over time. So they take ownership of the dream of owning 30% of this as we all, you know, talk about how we're going to exit and be unicorns. But billionaires, you take that away as performance doesn't. Yeah. Quite. So I want to be a thousand there. You got it, buddy. You did it. Yeah. Here, let me give you 1,000 Supreme. Oh, yes. Money gun. Congratulations. Dude. You're funded. Here, I don't oh, even know thank how much you. that is. But you, it's oh, you. I got a couple. Yeah. So, okay. So, how um, you, have the, you have the people that are in your own circle. Those are typically angels, but angel, uh, an angel investor can be defined as uh, other individuals that 
might write a check and not necessarily just friends and family. I think a lot of people struggle with access to that. Yeah. You know, well, it's we, tough. none of us wonder who in, even in our Kansas city has money, right? Yeah. Like we know it's how do you get access to, and then how do you convince them to part with it? Well, that's hard. You? That's right. hard. That's and, the, hard and that's one of the things too. And that's, you know, back to being well-defined about what you need, what you want. Okay. So you need to create a proper pitch deck that outlines the problem, your solution, what you need, what you're going to do with it. What are some of the timeframes? And capital raising, yeah. even to this day, and at some point I would like us to talk about how we would change this if we could wave a magic wand. But today it's still we a very a local up approach, right? So it's going to start with who do you know locally? Um, and it starts with like here in Kansas City, we have resource groups like yep. Kansas, um, Casey Source Link and Digital Sandbox yeah. and Launch. Start there. And let's they let's know... stop for a second. So like Digital Sandbox, which is here in Kansas City, which is the home of Full Scale. Your company, Rachel, yeah. uh, Venture, Venture 360, 360, the Startup Hustle podcast, not and a whole lot of other stuff. But Digital Sandbox is, is an ex I, I guess we'd call them an accelerator. So they give $20,000 grants to businesses that have, you know, basically given their pitch. Um, now that is, uh, that money is provided by the government. Mm -hmm. It's grants that comes in. So they are well, and, in charge of. And 20 grand that. doesn't seem like a lot of money, but if you're using um, a company like Fullscale, I mean, that could be four or five, six months worth of work. Like it you can get an MVP done or whatever. Yeah. You can get a long ways. Yeah. And so I'll give you an example. We, uh, and I don't want to say we officially partnered with, but like for digital sandbox winners, they get a $20,000 grant full scale. We give them another $5,000. Yeah. Just for it free. Along they and bring it along. Build and, an MVP. Yeah. And that's important. And mm -hmm. by the way, by the time this comes out, we will also be announced as the, as having partnered with another local accelerator, which due to contractual obligations, I'm not going to mention just in case Such something falls apart. Yeah. Well, I got to give you a reason to listen, but, <laughs> um, but so these, but any of these companies, uh, or organizations, they're going to just kick you right back out the door if you show up. I mean, if you're showing up to a black tie event, you need to wear a tux. You need to look the part. You don't show up in shorts and no shirt and uh, flip-flops. That's how I do it. Well, I know. That's also why you didn't win it. You only win every other award, Matt. Does, by the way, Rachel, is there an award that Matt doesn't win? I don't know. It's been a minute since he hasn't won one. Has you, yeah, I know. I know. We're going to have the Matt Watson award special where I'm just going to master Watson. I, I know. I'm just going to read them really fast and it'll still take half an hour. But, but so, but that kind of plays in. So for, I'll give you an example. It's easier for Matt to get someone's attention. That's an investor than it is for someone that hasn't done anything. First, yet. Yeah. Let's just be realistic. I mean, it is. And so that's the thing. I mean, yes and no. They also want to, they always ask me, why do you need capital? Yeah, no, I get it. What but, do you say? Because um, I'm the brokest rich guy. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's I mean that's a real world thing though. Like when once you have people think you have money, they don't right. understand why you're trying to raise it. Because now you come with a perception, yeah. right? You're walking into the room with a preconceived notion. Yeah, and then there's a perception about. in me. No one thinks I have any money. They just think I know you. <laughs> no, but I'm <laughs> write a book called Million Dollar Bedroom and see how that goes over with people. That's like, oh, dude. But, you know, so with that, you know, haven't, ha why am I going to pay attention to you? And I really recommend that people make you take time with your presentation if you're going to raise capital because it's representing who you are, what you want to do. And if it looks like shit, like, why am I even going to pay attention? Like, if you can't even make an effective presentation that's only like eight slides, maybe as many as 20. I'm not going to pay attention. Are you? 
No, I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, if you're, so if you're one of the few investors at the table, you're yeah. getting tremendous amounts of deal flow. So sure. you need to understand as an entrepreneur, what Let's your competitive out. landscape stand looks out. like. It's your yeah. first competitive environment, regardless right. whether or not you've launched a product or this is your first chance to compete. Yeah. And so you need to be strategic and smart. Well, I mean, that's the thing investors or not investors, but uh, founders need to remember, you know, you're competing against every other company there is that's trying to raise capital. Right. So it's, it's like you tough. You gotta be the 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 best there is because you're it's a competition. And There's if you're, only if so you're much talking to around. firms and funds, like keep in mind these are sophisticated people that are in the business of well, at least they're supposed to be picking winners. They're gonna, you know, it's their job to look at ninety nine pitches and wait yeah. for the one that's like right down the I, middle, like I talk to one day for a home run. I talked to one a day and they're like, Well, you know, we look at a lot of companies and the ones we see are doing better at this or doing better at that. And they want a lower valuation and we talk to them all day long. So maybe we should invest in somebody else if you don't meet these same metrics and you're not as good a quality of an investment. Like I want to talk, I want to talk about, I want to talk about yeah, valuations because I think that this is a hot topic when it comes to raising capital. Like how do you set one? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Your company is worth what someone's willing to pay for it. At True. The end of the day. You sound like my dad growing up. I would have a baseball card and I'd be like, this is worth 20 bucks. He's like, you got someone to give you 20 bucks for it? No. <laughs> okay. Well, it's not worth shit. Yeah. True. I got a beanie baby to sell you for a hundred dollars if you want it. Well, it depends no. which one it is. Aren't some of those <laughs> kind of valuable? But it, it's really hard. I, th I think a lot of it is the, um, is the, the market opportunity, right? Like say stack, yeah. like StackFi is an example. We're in a very defined market. We have competitors that do hundreds of millions of dollars a year in revenue. And you it's, also have revenue. Though. And we have revenue, right? So it's easy to look at us and say, okay, what's the opportunity? What's the market potential? Whatever. But a lot of these startups are like doing whatever thing. And it's kind of undefined market, have no idea what the potential is. Of course, they think they're going to boil the ocean. But it's like really difficult to even know what what's the potential of this thing. And, and what, do you, what do you think, RQ? What do I think? Yeah, what are the, I mean, what do you think are the most important factors in valuation? I mean, just like some of the things that, you know, if, you know, we're given advice about raising capital or at least like trying to tell people about our stories. Once again, raising capital sucks. It's hard. It's like, um, it's like dating in a way, but, but <laughs> dating, a numbers game. It's it like dating, dating, but I'm not real. I'm not super hot, but I'm not ugly. True. So I'm trying to like find ways to stand You're out. Trying to All win true. on personality. Yeah. There are people like, you know, my friend, Matt, he's got a great personality. I do. Yeah. Oh, we're we talking about you. <laughs> So how do you set about, so the good news is that VCs don't really know either and everybody's working a recipe. So when it, they're comes, working a spreadsheet that's from right. my knowledge. So yeah. when it comes to venture you fit their capital, spreadsheet or you don't. it's not always <laughs> much like dating. It's not always a guess. I think first of all, go to data aggregation sites like Crunchbase and PitchBook and learn what companies about your size are getting funded for, yeah. because that's what the investors are seeing. And maybe so, even look for the people that did it. Right. Yeah. Um, exactly. So you can back into who your market's going to be and at what valuations they typically invest. I would never start an investor conversation. I wouldn't even have it in my pitch deck, what your valuation is. That can come after they're interested in you. It's like proposing marriage on the first date. Talking terms when you first start talking to an investor is just premature. You're um, not supposed to propose on the first date? <laughs> not typically. Dang but it. That might be wildly romantic. So you do you. I don't know. Um, just living my best life. But anyway, so that would be my advice is that there are stages to the pitching relationship. and It doesn't start with terms and valuation. If you find a good investor, they'll work with you on that. They're like, hey, you're coming in at a pre-money of 10. We really think you're a pre-money of eight. And then you can decide, is that a material amount of difference or, you know, but 
Um, if they're telling you valuation is the really the deal breaker, there's something else and they just don't want to tell you what that is. So back to that shocking reality. Um, if you're pre-revenue, you haven't had successful businesses or ventures in the past, you're probably not getting money from a VC. It's really no. difficult yeah. to raise money with no yeah. revenue. Yeah, you're going to hear things. This is what you're going to hear. And hopefully this makes some of you feel better that you're not alone. Call us back when you have some traction. This is we're you're we're maybe a little too early for us to get involved, you know, just things and some of those are polite ways of telling you to well, suck it. But. And from my experience at Stackify, I get emails every week from these VCs, and at least from them, like almost all of them also want you to have five million a year in revenue, yeah. let alone any revenue. It's five like million a year, chicken and the egg all day, man. And I hate both of them. And part of the problem with these VCs is they go raise like a $500 million fund yeah, and they're not going to write checks for hundred grand. They want to write checks yeah. for $10 million. Well, let's, let's define why though. Cause you know, we've talked about that recently is, you know, it's about portfolio management. These big companies are trying to do big things. They don't want to end up owning 400 different companies that they have 4% yeah. in. But they should. That's where, maybe they, yeah. that's what's wrong. Um, yeah. One of my favorite things right now in the venture industry, and we're starting our own podcast too, by the way. I can't wait to listen to um, it. Don't tell, so don't we, tell anybody. Can we be guests? Do we get to be on it? We're only interviewing VCs because it'll give well, you insight I'm, into I'm how they're thinking and structuring. Full scale invests in other businesses. We've invested in, in actually multiple businesses. Yeah, I mean, year. you might know somebody who could make that happen see, for you. But anyway. Um, but let's talk about some trends in the venture in, can industry. Can you ask all of them for money from out and on just yes. by default? That One would be of them really helpful. Is quant funds. So funds that invest strictly based on data and metrics. Um, a lot of VCs and a lot of us are bringing um, personal bias to any decision yeah. we make in life, and investments are no different. So if you can find quant funds, like my one of my favorites right now are Kinetic Ventures, um, so that you quant, have a real a quant fund's going to look at purely metrics, purely like your metrics. revenue, your growth, your percent. They're going to dissect a lot you, of that. They're going to yeah. look at you. So even if you've never done it before, how if do you, you quantify have, a person though? They do. So they Weird. have. I know, right? You should have seen like the personality. Um, they track your heart rate. Craziness they took me no, through, but. <laughs> Anyway, I think that it's but, changing. Okay, but let's talk about that for a second. They talk about your personality because yeah. certain personality styles are, yeah. are are okay, driven people. Right. That, I mean, they're looking for that. I know that because I'm a highly driven person. I'm aware that that's a desirable quantity and quality. Why? Because you don't quit as easily. Right. You're going to figure it yes. out. Yes. So even if you've well, never done it at least before, or, go cr or you'll at least you'll die trying. Right. Um, and so there's a lot to be said for betting on the jockey and not the horse. I mean, we bet on the jockey, but we buy the horse. So that's a discussion for another time. Mm. <laughs> but um, you need to find some funds that are maybe thinking about things a little bit differently. But like you talked about, Matt, you know, you raise a $500 million fund logistically going out and funding 400 companies doesn't yeah. probably because the reason you're going to raise a bigger fund is VCs get paid what are called management fees. And so the larger the fund they raise, the more they get paid. Yep. So that's their motivation. And, um, and, and this is the problem you see with every VC. They, they start out, they raise like a $10 million fund. They right. invest in these little startups. And then they raise a bigger fund and a bigger fund yeah. and a bigger fund. And next thing you know, they're a PE group. They're not even a VC anymore or whatever, right? Like that's that's the struggle that you see. Their struggle is the same as our struggle. So VCs have to go out and raise money just like we as entrepreneurs yeah. have to raise money from them. So they start out with their Series A and they right. graduate yep. just like we do. So And they have to prove history and they have to prove performance. Um, and so VCs understand what it's like to raise capital because – in some ways, they made that easier for us as entrepreneurs because they aggregated a bunch yeah. of individuals into a fund. Um, so I, I think we should move to the discussion of when. 
like when when do you it, raise capital yeah. before you need it right yeah. now we yeah. should be raising everyone should be raising capital and, amen and, and <laughs> well right and that's something that well i mean i've put myself in this position before and i see so many people do it they wait i did it too it is not i waited fast. way too long because i thought we could just get this much further and then yeah. we it'd be easier it's never easier yeah. you know just start doing it so we talk about valuation you talk about what you're asking for oh i mean people are like well i think i just want to do like a little bit i'm like no ask for a shitload why? Because you don't know what's going to happen in six months. You don't know what the future holds for you. You are better to be sitting on a war chest and you're going to make errors. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to make you're gonna have a bad quarter. Yeah. Stuff you're gonna, like you're going to have a bad quarter. It's stuff like that and be prepared for it. Yeah. Not and a then, bad month. And if you're trying to go raise capital the month after the bad quarter, done. You're fucked. Done. Because the quant funds, they're going to dissect you. That's true. <laughs> kind of true, man. That sounded like evil. My <laughs> eyes are like, ah. But, you know, this, this is all important stuff, though, because, all right, so when you talk about when, obviously, if you, don't, if you don't have the resources to get something started, like, that's a time when people are raising capital. Another time, too, is like, you know, pick the moments like, okay, we've been hot for a year. It might be a good time to raise capital. Like, like Matt said, you know, don't wait until after things have been flat. That's not attractive. You just have to look at this, your situation and also, like, when does it feel right for you? Like, you know, some people would say, oh, I don't want to sell to VCs. I'm like, why not? These are people that are like very well in, attuned with making you successful. Obviously have a huge vested interest in your growth and possibly right. your exit and helping you get there. Our market are venture capital firms. And so I talk to VCs all day, every day. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> wow. wow. There was a universal truth. There. There's, wow. No, there's some of the most fantastic people I've ever oh, met. That was eerie. Oh, they're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, no, it's really, really fun. But and if you're, you're just saying that I'm because just, they're your yeah. customer. Well, yeah, but no. No, they really are. These are fantastic people. I think well, they, they are. They're they're, uh, they're interesting. Um, you know, VCs. Well, they're okay. So a lot of you that are going to go through this process, you're going to get frustrated by them. Um, I mean, I'm just being honest. Well, I, yeah, because they have to say no. They have nine percent because the there's a zillion. They run into a zillion opportunities to do business with a zillion people, and everyone's sitting there across the table from them talking about how they're the next billion dollar company. All you have to do is sign on. And, you know, so when you're dealing with these folks in the process, listen to their feedback. I mean, it's valid. Mm -hmm. They're going to tell you and say, hey, this is a crowded marketplace. You have a lot of people to compete with. Right. Or um, I don't know, man, there's just a zillion different things that can come up. So when the win, I think is, you know, when you see an opportunity to significantly move your business forward and like a long way in a short amount of time, it's right time to have capital on hand, like, or spend more money making the same mistakes you would have otherwise, whatever. That's what you're trying to avoid. Right? <laughs> well, and that's, that's part of the but, problem with, with raising capital. Sometimes you need it to get you through the new stages. You're like, Oh, we need to expand sales and marketing. We don't really know how, but we need to raise capital so we can figure it but, out. But, but sometimes that's, that is a, a very appropriate response. Yeah. It seems weird at first. Why do I need money? I need money to prove, to prove whether or not this is going to happen. Now that's a, a risky thing yeah. for an investor, but in some situations, it really makes a lot of sense. But it's weird because you know I've talked to people that are VCs, and you say, "What's, you know, what's a weird situation you've run into?" Like, you know, get a guy sitting here telling me he needs four million dollars to figure out whether this AI algorithm is going to ever be able to be something valid. But if it is, it's going to be freaking huge. If it's not, we're out four million bucks. 
you know, I mean, and that's the way the cookie crumbles. So anyway, the when, um, always. Mm -hmm. And okay, so, and Rachel, maybe you can give me some insight. But I mean, you're looking at a six to nine month process. Am I, is that, is that fair? Oh, gosh, yes. Even before, because you have to get. That people. means from like the first contact. Like, hey, we're going to raise capital. Okay, if you get it within six months, you didn't, you've done well. And some of it, like if it's an angel, those people can write checks faster. They can, yeah. Uh, institutional funds are not. Like I've been, there's a certain VC I've talked to off and on for a while. And um, they keep talking to me because they always tell me like, oh, well, we, we talk to your customers all the time and they love your product. So we hear all these great things about your product all the time. So it's like just them getting to learn about us and, and it's sort of like dating, you know? Yeah. You, you don't propose on the first call. So I have a funding opportunity for both of you. Okay. I've got 1000 Supreme dollars out of the money gun and an opportunity for the winner of this round of mixtape to fire the money. Gun. Oh, mixtape, the game.com. I'm going to read a scenario. We're all going to mention a song. We get to vote for each other. You cannot vote for yourself. It is likely that Watson uh, it is unlikely that Watson will actually vote for me. Let's just get that out of the way. Okay, I like my odds. Let's I know, it's, your odds are good. You notice I'm already preparing the camera for the video of you firing the money gun. Yeah, and that's a real thing, people. Um, okay, the best song for riding a beach cruiser down Venice Beach Boardwalk. What's the Will Smith song, Welcome to Miami? Is it Welcome to Miami? Except for oh. Venice Beaches in California, but that, that's fine. That's that's beside the point. I mean, relevant, but totally <laughs> Or Katy Perry's California. I girls. want something about rolling, rolling down the street. How about Lim, how about I'm going with gin and juice, or I'm going with gin and Lim, juice. Limp yeah. biscuits rolling. Oh yeah, that, I was looking for that one too. All yeah. right, I'm still sticking with gin and juice. All right, rolling down the street. And what are, what are you going with? I'm going to go with the Katy Perry. Katy California Perry, girls. California girls. What'd you pick? Limp biscuit rolling. And you had Katy Perry. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm Rich, I hate to do this. I know, for, it's but okay. I'm going to vote fine. for Watson. Oh, now you've got the deciding the deciding vote, maybe. Or do, who are you voting for? Uh, oh no, I'm going gin and juice. Yeah, you are. I think I'm going to go gin and juice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's that's fine. right. I threw the Katy Perry. Does that, does that you, mean you're a winner? Yeah, I'm going to shoot the money gun. You got to turn. It, you got to turn it on though. The, the video, meaning. All right, here we go. You guys are about to get funded right here on yes. Startup Hustle. Here, here you we go. go. <laughs> <laughs> There's too much money in the money gun. <laughs> There it is. Appropriate. Funded. Appropriately, it didn't work the first Funded. try. Congratulations. That's about, wow. Man, I really funded everywhere, including this $2 bill. Okay. I feel like a big winner. Wow. That was the second most funding oh. I've ever achieved. I think you got $30. So, including the random $2 bill. That's I feel like point. I'm winning at yeah. $30. So, anyway, what, what we just demonstrated there is not what's going to happen at your VC meeting. They but do it not. Could. It could. Possibly. <laughs> Especially the first time you pulled the trigger, didn't work. You know, the sad thing about winning <laughs> and firing the money gun here on Startup Hustle is like you got to give the money back so yeah. we can use it again. But anyway, that was fun. Um, <laughs> We'll definitely post that video on Instagram. Okay, so you so know, how do we tell people they can do it? Because you guys are a bit doom and gloom. So well, how, okay, so but we it, all did it. We all started I don't want to be. I just want right? to set people up for realistic expectations. Well, so can, can I ask this first? Is the suggestion really not to do it? No. Should we talk about that? Well, like I mean, not it, it. But, but, but no one could have told me not to. I was going to do it. On some, in some anyway. cases, you don't have to raise capital. 
Oh, you mean, I thought you meant just starting. You don't have to raise. Well, are we talking people out of, I mean, you don't have to raise capital, but but the why, okay. Sometimes you really do. We didn't answer the why though. We didn't answer the why. Why do you do it? Because you want to fund your business to grow bigger, faster, and stronger. You want yeah. to, you want to. At Venn Solutions, we never raised a single dollar and we sold it for 150 million. How did bucks. you get the money to start? I fucking wrote the code. You just and did. my business partner went and sold some shit. But yeah. how, so you, pre, Let's go. you pre-sold. He told me what to, what we needed to do. I wrote the code and he went and sold it. We had customers. Let's go. But how long Giddy did up. it take you to write that? I don't know. So let's say it took six, six months. Six, six to eight six minutes. Months. Oh. How did you pay yourself in that six months? I had another job. Okay. So Not you worked at Sears. self-funded. Did you still work at Sears? Uh, no, I was working at a medical laboratory yeah. then. And then you pre-sold. So, you, so he went out and sold kind of your MVP, which gave you enough yeah. revenue to eventually quit your job. Which, Yeah, like two years later. Okay. Still unlikely. But we never raised any money. Yeah. Well, that's one thing. I mean, you can obviously bootstrap it. I mean, the million dollar bedroom story, I have a computer, a credit card with an $8,000 limit and an extra bedroom. Do you feel like you would have been more successful or differently six or had a different success outcome had you raised capital? You know, I think there's a double edged sword to it because when you don't have any money and your back is against the wall at all times, mm-hmm. it makes you have more tenacity and urgency to get shit done. I agree. Because you're like, yeah. payroll is in three days. We need to go sell some shit if we're going to make payroll. Yeah. Where if you've got a bunch of money in the bank that some VC gave you, you're like, eh, whatever. Matt, we don't need Matt, any money. That's a good point, though. I mean, we're good. There's, there's some... And we're going to get another round of funding in 12 months. We'll be fine. Because fat dogs don't hunt. I mean, it's simple. I've really like made brought the Kansas out in me there. The fat dog. The fat dog don't hunt. But it's true. I mean, there's something about like that need to be – that's where driven – People come in though, because you got to be scrappy. I mean, that's a scrappy ass approach to doing it. It's what a lot of people do. But, you know, I mean, I think the why is is if you want to grow fast and some people want to get it started, some people honestly just don't know how to do it. I mean, some companies have to be venture backed, right? Yeah. Like, um, well, if you're trying to be just, huge, I mean, you're not going to bootstrap it out of the extra bedroom in your house. But do you compete with companies who are like in our industry right now, our competitors are wildly well capitalized, but we're still going to beat them because we can't. But they're spending lots and lots of money to do the same things that we're doing for yeah. cheaper. So can you compete when all of a sudden the business landscape is that everyone else is raising? That, that's something you're going to run into in those meetings is they're going to say, I went through this with Gigabook. They're like, so you're competing with, you know, who knows, X, Y, Z. And they just got 10 gajillion dollars. Right. How are you going to defeat this 800 pound gorilla? I think How it also we? depends if you're in a market where it's a winner take all market. Like there's only going to be like Uber and Lyft. There's not going to be yeah. 20 different solutions for this right like there are certain certain things where there's one two three people that kind of dominate the market and there is nothing left for anybody else so but you bring up something that we should hit on as well though when like when Laryl holt was here dude literally changed my life so take sometimes you just take the cowardly approach maybe your plan should involve going and doing something no one else is doing where everyone will leave you alone to get really good at it i've, I've got a friend here in town who's <clears> built riches a, in the niches he's built a great business it's kind of sort of like custom enterprise software that i think he does like 10 million dollars a year 100 percent bootstrapped uh sure he has lots of competitors but it doesn't matter he's in a giant Inter, you know, enterprise software space, he could have a fraction of one thousandth of a percent of the market and still not be worried about his competition. Mm-hmm. And he can grow as slow or as fast as he wants and just keep plotting along. Doesn't matter. You know, he's he's not up against like Uber and you know, it's like I'm gonna die if Uber wins and I have to somehow outraise Uber or I'm dead. 
Well, that's like the game that's a whole played. different game. Well, that's the game they played. I mean, do you think there's a competitive advantage to someone entering the market to compete with an Uber and Lyft? Like not at this the, point, not at this no. Point, no. They're crazy. When you're <laughs> unless when, it's Tesla or somebody, right? Like somebody else. I mean, that, sometimes that, right. That could be, and that's a, actually so the a great hardware point. playing. But but they're they would be more disruptive, right? They're like, uh, you know, we're doing driverless cars, so the, it's a tenth of the price. So it's extremely disruptive. Like it's got to be an evolutionary step forward somehow. I've been driving your Tesla when you don't know it, which is kind of driverless in a way. Good. It's a lot more affordable. I'm going to send it to come pick you up. But, you know, Matt has has a good point. Um, And and I think these types of businesses we're describing are the perfect kind of companies that live and thrive in the Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. They are, we're going to be first to market. We're going to own a market. We don't care if we invest $50 million, $100 million, whatever it is, we're going to go own this market and we will spend money like crazy to do it which is not a Midwestern attitude. Well, and it's self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Because if you can throw enough money at your success. Yeah, you you become the market leader. Some of the the venture funds that are dumping huge amounts of money into that, they just know that. They're like, we can just put $800 million into this and it's eventually going to get big enough that... It should eventually succeed. Yeah, it will eventually be worth something. And and when you're dealing with a lot of the VCs in Silicon Valley, I think they have that mindset, right? They're looking yeah. for the next unicorn. They're looking, if you can't show them you're going to do like $100 million a year in revenue, forget it. Well, and you have to understand too that the VCs in the Valley, what they do very, very well is marketing. So they have their own marketing budgets to promote their own portfolio companies because True. that is their ability to raise their next fund. Um, have you heard of what's in their portfolio? If you haven't, they're probably not going to raise another fund. Yeah. So they're not only investing lots of money into the companies, but they're investing a lot of their own money into marketing those companies. But I think I think the point is you're so much better off if you have one of those companies that you're you're not such a boomer bust where you have to be right. the top three in a space. Like I agree. You know, Stackify has lots of competitors and we will be very successful in our own little niche in our own little world. And sure we have competitors, but whatever. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. We're still gonna be here. Same. I mean, we all have to carve out our niche of the world. Right. And so, but back to your point of does everyone need to raise capital? No, but every business takes capital to, you know, yeah. be successful. Yeah. So is it a raising? Is it a making? Is it a if you can't I far prefer to make money than I do to raise money. Um, you know, that should be the end game is making money. Do you know what I just raised? Your follower count on Instagram. I feel like you should know the venture three sixty. I'm an influencer at like, I have at least a hundred followers on Instagram. Wow. That's actually, I know. No, that might, actually, because I, excitement. because during this episode, I turned myself into a quant, I'm going to say you're inaccurate, <laughs> but you know, I'd like it if some of our listeners would go to the venture 360 on Instagram and boost that count. Well, that is, it, awesome. is it really the venture? It is. Yeah. Okay. Like that. Cause it is. The. It okay. Is okay the so I think the, I think the, the, the why, um, is variable. Like we just talked about why. Why like do you raise money? Yeah, it's, it's variable. I think it depends on your situation and your goals. Um, so, I, and I'm okay with leaving it at that. So, you know, we talked a little bit about who. So you have people, you know, you have funds, you have, there's a lot of things, by the way, dig deep. There's state money. There's things that will give tax credits. Like in Kansas, they have the Kansas angel tax credit. Missouri, Missouri has, has MTC. Yep. We are MTC. Act. There you go. And so, and just, well, let's talk about that. You can talk about that, right? Like, sure. So that's, I mean, that's a public thing. It's by the Department of Economic Development mm-hmm. and they will take an equity position in a company that is equal to um, whatever matches any investor, right? That's right. 
and there you go. And they, and they, the money is there. They want to, they're trying to support their local ecosystem. It is a huge deal. And I hope the state yeah. and those in power realize and understand what a big deal that is. So there's a lot of stuff like that. There's a lot of uh, innovation funds that are springing up just around. And, and that's what you got to look for. It's not the early stuff that's actually the hardest. We talked about how do you get started and how do you, you know, we, even in Kansas City, have tremendous amounts of resources of sort of your getting started, whether it's, again, Digital yeah. Sandbox, Launch KC, MTC, all of these things. It's the next rung up, which is where a company like mine is, where you're going out for, you know, later stage venture capital, B and C rounds. And in the Midwest, it's almost non-existent. And if it's here, they want, you know, massive amounts of revenue. Um, and so it's just a different game that I'm playing now. It's much, much, much harder. Yeah. Um, there are more funds and more money. It's just a little bit harder. So, and, and before, so we don't forget about it. I want to, with Adventure 360, your product helps people keep track of all of the stuff. Yeah, and it helps you market the fact the, you're raising money yeah. in an SEC compliant way. So we're also as entrepreneurs handcuffed because the SEC says you can't market the fact you're raising money. Um, and that's a whole other thing that and, we can do with that. Well, and, time, and but. you know, we're not tax advisors or broker dealers of right. investment services, but you, know, you also have to give some mindfulness to that because you can't just go out and just solicit investment. That's right. For percentages in your company. And that's what, you know, Rachel's company, um, you know, that's what venture360.com can help you with. And you guys have a new product coming out called Liquify. So excited. I'm like a little kid with a new toy. I know. Is it a money gun? <laughs> it's but, um, so tell us about that and how that's going to help our listeners. Well, Venture 360 always started. We wanted to build a stock exchange for private companies to trade their stock. We feel like if you can offer liquidity to investors, more investors are going to come to the table. It'll be and easier a huge to raise problem capital. That needs to be solved. Right. Yeah. So this is this is our end game. Um, Venture 360's current product helps us aggregate investors and companies onto one platform. And so then we turn that into what's now called Liquify, which is where you're going to go to liquidate those transactions. So and Liquify. That's, that's L-I-Q-U-I-F-I. That's right. Someone called it Liquify the other day. And I was like, oh, no, 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 that's not okay. <laughs> I, get you, I get used it's, to that. It's Liquify. Um, yeah. And anyway, you can build your own private stock exchange. So here soon, companies all over the world, we're going to launch our own stock exchanges where people can trade our stock. Boom. It's going to be awesome. You know, there's other things too. Like for example, um, and we never, we, why did we never do an episode about this full scale? Like we've invested in, in software platforms, you know, like there's other ways to go out, non-conventional ways to go and look for the funds that you need. Like we did with mixtape and we have a lot of fun. If we never saw another box of mixtape, that investment paid for itself just for the joy that it has brought. Yeah. It's been fun. Um, Okay, so, you know, we talked about how, where, why, who. What are we leaving out? Obviously, you could say what, but I mean. I don't know. We could talk a little bit about structuring, but that gets a little bit boring. Yeah, I mean, I really, it's about, about yeah. how do you get to the point someone's willing to give you money? I, mean, I think let the, your attorneys work it out. <laughs> I, think, I think there's a couple other things. Yeah, let's, um, and let's, let's go through. Let's actually do this. Let's each of us give a couple do's and don'ts about raising and, you know, because we're running out of time, um, we could talk about this for like five years. But we're running out of time and money both. I know because yeah. time is money. And um, but so who wants to go first? I'll go first. No, wait, I'll go first. I want Fine. a mixtape, dude. You get to go second. All right. Is that fair? Should I, ladies first. Actually, Rachel, you can go first. <laughs> I defer. Well, I was going to. And if, I hope my wife's listening because it finally happened. Ladies I was, first. I was polite. <laughs> <laughs> You, you heard it here first. Yeah, yeah, time to Corsi was polite. On the 43rd minute. There you go. 
Yeah. Um, look, you need to treat capital raising like sales. You need to talk to as many people as you possibly can. You need to put them into some sort of follow-up retargeting campaign. You're probably not going to turn a no into a yes. So you need to take yep. those and you need to move on. Um, yep. So that's my advice is you need to treat it like sales. You need to apply some strategy to it and you need to be ready to compete. What should you not do? Um, come back to me on that one. I'm going to think about, cause there, there's a lot right now. I'm going to have to pick one. So come back to me on that and one. And that's why, do. that's how many things you can do wrong. I've probably seen thousands of pitches at this point. So Matt, you're last. So I'm going to go next. Well, Fine. What? I'm going to say. I'll save the best for last. I think that's it. whatever makes you happy, buddy. Um, I think the thing that's important is that you, you know, I say this with so many different things that you got to look like you're in the business of doing whatever you say you do. I, it, nothing drives me crazier than someone that hands me a business plan about their dot com technology company they want to start, and it's got like, email me at yahoo.com. <laughs> you know, and there's just like little basic things that will kind of make you, I mean, honestly, look dumb and, and experienced and like a noob. Like, you know, um, keep your keep your presentations and your plans, everything, keep them simple, but still informative enough. Like don't have a, a presentation that's got just paragraphs everywhere on it, a couple bullet points and get to the point you're dealing with type a people, um, and get right to the point. So I'm going to actually, so that's kind of a do and a don't. And I think another don't, I, by the way, Rich, I want to say that I think your point about treating it like sales is key, key. You're not going to just send off a pitch deck and wait for everyone to come chase you down. Right. show your tenacity, show up with energy. Like we were at the CEO retreat and talking to, there was a VC panel like, and they said, walk in and sell us on your big dream. Show your energy, you know, like, I mean, and be yourself, you know, they're going to get to the bottom of it. They're going to dissect every, before someone gives you a check for 5 million bucks, they're going to dissect everything you do. So don't try to hide it. You might as well just get it on out there. This is what we do. Well, this is what we don't do. Well, this is what, these are our strengths. These are our weaknesses. This is what I need help with. Mm -hmm. they're going to figure it out. Well, so my, my big advice is raising money is very much a networking thing. It's, um, talking to many people as you can, asking them, who do they know? Um, you know, asking people that may not be an investor, just like, who do you know? Um, getting into the, the circles of people, it's a, you know, there's only two or three degrees of separation to meet every single potential investor there is in Kansas city. They all know each other. They're all the rich dudes. Let's throw that girls, in. Don't be afraid right? to ask Family someone offices. for help. Rich girls. Huh? Yeah, but, it's don't, all the, but don't be afraid to ask people for help. Things. Like say, like, who should I talk to? Yeah. Do you and, know anyone that you yeah, recommend that I talk it's to? Very much a networking game. The other thing that I think is important is once you have some investors, it becomes easier and easier later when you need to raise money because then you have all these people that have a vested interest in you raising the next round. Right. Um, and having kind of a capital partner to work with you um is really is really big. So I guess that goes into part of my don't is that once you cash the check, you're not done raising capital. So yeah. I think that being a, one, a good steward of you become money, more marketable at that point yeah. <laughs> to you have a, a fiduciary responsibility to yeah. be reporting back to those investors because they actually determine what your ability to raise that subsequent round. And, you know, um, so, so Rachel, because he needs it, would you like to fund Watson with the money gun? Watson, I would totally fund you. Here. Oh, please. 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 Wait, wait. Oh. Oh, oh, no. We need a better No money funding gun. on the first try. Yeah, there I, you I, go. Nope. So what do you do? You nope. try again. No funding on the again. first try. You reload and you ask again. There please fund try. me. There's only oh. oh. 
unbelievable. Oh. There's so much oh money in God. the gun, it's not even firing out. Oh. There you go. Oh my God, this is terrible. That, there we go. All right. Dude, you're supposed to keep the money, not throw it everywhere. Anyway, it came too slowly. Um, I think the real important thing to remember is don't buy the counterfeit Supreme Money Gun. See you guys next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.